0: Bienvenido a Amigos Learning Languages. Este es un podcast hecho por amigos, para amigos que aprenden lenguajes. Podrás escuchar a nativos hablando de su cultura, experiencias y consejos. En addition, you will be able to listen to people who are already on this path of learning and how they manage to get where they are. Enjoy this journey with us. Ok, y ahora en cuanto a la salud... Los médicos, uh-huh. tú, si tú tienes una enfermedad, por ejemplo, yeah. necesitas cuidado médico, ¿cómo manejar este tema?
1: Uh, well, obviously, this is going to vary for each person because somebody who's mm-hmm. 35 is going to be different than somebody who's 75, and whatever your general level of health is. And, you know, you'll have to decide do you want to have private insurance? And if you're over a certain age, you may not be able to get private health insurance, or if you have diabetes, or you've had a heart attack or something that could be quite difficult. But I will I do say in my book, uh, one thing that a lot of Americans don't quite realize is how outrageously overpriced the cost of health care is in the US. Like in the US, if you own a house or something have any kind of savings at all, and you don't have health insurance, you can lose everything with one health care episode you know you have to file for bankruptcy it's terrible um but abroad quite often you can pay out of pocket and you know it may be 10% of what it would cost in the US so mm-hmm. quite often that's a really viable option um i mean for example in ecuador here you can go see a specialist for 20 or 30 dollars and in the U.S., if you have insurance, that's what you would have to pay for. They call it a copay in the U.S. Um, that would be your share of after the insurance in the U.S. But that's the total cost in Ecuador.
0: Exactly. Eh, exactly. es mucho más barato acá eh, una cita what, médica. What
1: you, what you need to think about more is you need to plan ahead for an emergency. And it's always a good idea to have an advanced directive written up according to the laws of the country you're in, like Mm -hmm. in Ecuador. And you can appoint appoint someone legally, get it notarized that this person has the authority to make decisions if I'm unconscious or, you know, let's say they have me on a respirator. Do I want them to keep me alive or let me die? You know, what are my wishes? So that's important to do. Okay. And it's also also usually a good idea if you have somebody who knows the local medical system to help you know, you know, even if you speak the language, um, and most of us don't, um, you want to have somebody who knows, like, who's a good doctor and who do you want to stay away from. I used to work at a hospital, and so that was really great, because I actually knew who were the bad doctors and who were the good doctors. (laughs) And And since I... And since I stopped working at this, you know, the hospital, it was like, damn, I can't just ask somebody now, you know, it was really frustrating. But anyway, so, and sometimes in some countries, um, even if you have, uh, usually not so much with private insurance, but if you have the government health insurance, sometimes you might have to have someone advocating for you to get them to do what they should be doing anyway, but sometimes they don't always do what they ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might need to uh, have somebody, you know, go make some noise about it for you.
0: Exacto, exacto, alguien que esté ahí para ti. Y, y, y en, en cuanto al a los beneficios de vivir en otro país, ¿cuáles crees tú que son los uh-huh. los pros y los contras, los beneficios y, y las cosas malas uh-huh. de, de, de mudarte? ¿Cuál sería el resumen de um, lo bueno y lo malo sería.
1: <laughs> well, most of us, all well, not every I shouldn't I shouldn't generalize because my book is also um, really good for people who want to be digital nomads or already are digital nomads, but those are usually younger people who have a have some sort of work and it's 100% online
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they are working for an employer usually from their home country. So it could be somebody from Europe or it could be somebody from the U S and quite often they're it people. Right. Um, But it can, you can be doing anything. Um, And so they're traveling around because they don't have residency anywhere usually. So they're traveling around to different countries um, staying for, you know, typically you could stay for three months somewhere on a tourist visa and then Mm -hmm. you have to go somewhere else. Okay. But for digital nomads, if you're an American citizen um, or for anybody, if you're working abroad, probably the biggest advantage is you can exclude that earned income from your income taxes in the U.S. However, in order to claim that benefit, you have to file the return. Okay. (laughs) And there's also, there's two different choices and you want to make sure you you, you choose the right method of doing it anyway in my chapter on federal income tax i go into all this in detail because it gets quite complicated and you may also be able to um, deduct some of your housing expenses as well if you're self-employed or if you're an employee or self-employed there's two different ways of doing it though and it's quite complicated so anyway, that's probably the biggest benefit. So even if you're a retiree and you, for example, I have written this book, right? But I am a bona fide resident of Ecuador. So up to, I think it's 120000 118. I forget what the numbers, for 2021, I'm never going to make that kind of money. I'm not selling that much money. To but you can exclude up to, it's over $100,000. You can exclude from U.S. taxation. Ok, yeah. es un buen so, even beneficio. If retiree, even if you're a retiree, um, yeah, I'll be lucky if I make a couple thousand dollars.
0: <risa> Ok, y, y, y el tema de la comunidad local, tú mencionabas que hay una comunidad aquí de mm-hmm. extranjeros. Yeah. ¿Es recomendable hablar con ellos o tratar de... Unirte a esta comunidad de extranjeros mm-hmm. y pertenecer a ellos.
1: I think while you're doing your research about do you want to move abroad and where do you want to go? I said the expats who are already in a place can be a very valuable resource to, to, to learn about what is this place like. Now, what some people run into is let's say you don't speak the language much that means you're gonna probably be interacting mostly with the other expats. And you wanna find out, well, are these people I'm gonna to wanna to hang out with or not? And maybe, the, cause, cause, cause sometimes these groups can be clicky or gossipy and, you know. <laughs> um, well, exactly. If, if you're a single person, you know, is everyone there a married couple? Or if you're a married couple, is, is the local expat group a bunch of singles? You know, I mean, those kind of things. You just want to kind of get a feel for are the, are the expats going to be people I'm comfortable with? Okay. Now, Cuenca has what? Well, it was about 8,000. Nobody really knows how many we have 8,000 expats. The, and, you know, and another question is uh, the place you're looking at. How overwhelming is the presence of the expats? Like there are places in Mexico where it's practically a colony of the U.S. There's so many expats, like Lake Chapala is one, or San Miguel de Allende. It's an mm. overwhelming presence of expats.
0: It's <laughs> es como estar en Estados Unidos, ya no en un país...
1: That's what the Mexicans say, <laughs> 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 that it's almost a colony, yeah.
0: Exacto, exacto. Pero aquí, aquí en Cuenca, no, no, no no hay muchos. Es una comunidad importante, pero no muy grande, digamoslo así. Ok, y la última pregunta, si es que tú pudieras dar un consejo a tu Mm persona joven, tú en el pasado, ¿qué le dirías? ¿Viaja a dónde? ¿A qué ciudad? Mm ¿Qué le dirías tú joven?
1: So a younger person? No, what to y,
0: your younger self. Like, oh, you, you are able okay. to talk with your younger self. <laughs> what would you advise to... ¿Qué le dirías tú?
1: As regarding... Going abroad.
0: Exacto, relacionado con no, moviéndose o mudándose. No. But see murándose. my
1: younger, but see my younger self did go abroad. I was 21 when I <laughs> left and lived in Germany, and uh, it was one of the best things I ever did. Um,
0: Pero algo que tal vez no tomaste en cuenta y que tú crees que debías haberlo hecho antes.
1: I didn't really have anything that I would have done differently. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I had maybe um, lived abroad in more countries than mm-hmm. just Germany, you know, and I guess what I would say is don't be fearful of going abroad. But I, I remember this very clearly. I'm from California and I was more terrified of moving to the east coast of the U.S. than I was of the idea of moving outside of the U.S. was not as scary to me as moving to the other side of the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm not a very, I don't think I'm a very typical person to, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, Mover, eh, viajar un poco más sería un poco, no, no tener mucho miedo yeah. de, de, de viajar, de, but, de, de going but,
1: but going back to the pluses and minuses of living abroad, I mean, I only went into income tax, but the other advantages are obviously in a lot of places, not everywhere, it's a lower cost of living.
0: Oh, um, por supuesto.
1: And healthcare is a fraction of what it costs in the US. I mean, even just something like going to the dentist is very inexpensive (laughs) in a lot of the world. If you need surgery for something, um, if you have an accident, it's very, very, like even in England, you know, it costs very little money. I mean, like I talk about in my book, I was on a tour in England and I fractured my wrist. And I went to the National Health Service in England and they x-rayed it and put a cast on it. And then I went to an orthopedic ward of a hospital and they changed the cast. And that whole thing was 120 pounds, something like that. And in the U.S., <laughs> in the U.S., they would have charged me five to ten thousand wow. dollars it. Was a very it was a very simple simple fracture. It wasn't anything complicated. And it would have been five to ten thousand dollars in the U.S. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it's not
1: just not just Latin America. I mean, Europe it's a lot cheaper too. But in addition, in addition to that, you just have the enrichment of meeting new people and living in a different culture and trying new things, and um, you you see the world in a different perspective, and you you really come to appreciate the advantages that we have in the U.S. as well.
0: Exacto, exacto, porque ves desde un punto de vista diferente yeah. la vida, por ejemplo, en, yeah. en Ecuador, en México, uh-huh. cosas que tú tienes en Estados Unidos uh-huh. y que otras yeah. personas no tienen y luego lo aprecias. Pero el tema de la salud es muy importante. Como yeah. tú decías, un dentista acá, uh-huh. 30 dólares, un tratamiento uh-huh. o algo en el diente completo right. y... Yeah. En Estados Unidos mucho más caro.
1: 10, ten times that. <risa> Entonces,
0: exacto, acá es mucho más barato, puedes ahorrar y disfrutar yeah. de muchas cosas. Okay, Anne, y tu libro, ¿en dónde puede conseguir las personas?
1: Um, it's available on Amazon as a paperback. I'll give another plug here. It's available on uh, Amazon. Uh-huh. Amazon es un
0: an ebook y un paperback. Ok, yeah. las personas que estén interesadas en uh-huh. más detalle sobre uh-huh. este tema pueden comprar el libro y entender todos los 18 uh-huh. capítulos que tiene el libro. Uh-huh. Ok, Anne, muchísimas gracias por tu tiempo. Que tengas un buen día y esperemos okay. pronto volver a conversar. Okay, thank you. Muchas gracias por haber escuchado este episodio. Si te gustó, por favor, compártelo. Recuerda, nuevos episodios cada semana. Chao.